Well, hello, everybody. I'm Clay Brees, and it's showtime here again in Birch County on our afternoon show, The Watchman, folks. You've been with us every Saturday afternoon for this 30-minute commentary and this dialogue for the last five years, and we appreciate you taking the 30 minutes out of your Saturday afternoons to be with us. We're going to cover some topics, and we do always every Saturday cover topics that are underreported or not reported at all in the mainstream fake news. See, the 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 fake experts pontificating on their fake news. Folks, we expose that. We, have, we expose that with the truth that is unpacked as only we can right here on this show. And thanks for being with us today. We're back with Catherine Cox. She's a she's a small businesswoman in in uh, Berks County. She's also a mother of seven children. Catherine, welcome back to our show. Thank you so much for having me. Well, it's great having you back. I want to chat a little bit about what's going on. And again, uh, right now you've got Jim Jordan demanding that the FBI explain Trump's probe. Uh, again, why, why were they probing? In other words, the FBI is going to have to come clean and answer questions as to why were they investigating Trump when there was no evidence of a crime, there was no real crime or no evidence of a crime. Everything. Why were they fabricating anything? So Jim Jordan's trying to find out why the FBI was was linking into that, and you know he, he's going to he wants he actually asked a specific question. He said he wants to know how many people the FBI threw at this thing because everyone knew that it was a fake crime. I mean, I mean, what is the public's perception right now of the FBI, Catherine and and Jim George going after this? I mean, did the FBI break the law? Is that why he's doing this? I think they did. That's right. I think they broke the law. I think they're coming after the American people. I definitely think they broke the law. But I don't know how many people they actually threw on it because the more people they throw on it, the more people are going to have to get in step with their delusional behavior. But I am curious. Well, it's interesting. It's a scandalous investigation right, that took place into a fake crime. And it really is, it, it puts the institutional lot that pervades the FBI in full display. I mean, the extent the FBI's bias and reckless disregard for truth, which special counsel Durham, I guess he laid out in painstaking detail. Again, I don't think it's anything short of scandalous. The FBI tried to dismiss the report's findings by claiming... They have already implemented dozens of corrective actions. What corrective actions could they possibly have taken? They said dozens. I'd like to see the actions they took. I mean, it's, I'd like to see what corrective actions they took to prevent similar misconduct. So, I mean, they're saying, oh, we won't let it happen again. You know, this is amazing. I mean, this isn't somebody hugged an office in Watergate at the Watergate office's hotel there. This is, this is, the FBI fabricating a crime. I mean, this is what this is. Yeah, which is in itself a crime. To report a false, reporting a false crime is in itself a crime. No question. Yep. So they are, in fact, committing a crime, multiple crimes, in fact, because not only did they investigate something that was false, but they also used taxpayer dollars to do it, too. So here you have theft right because they yeah. used our our money to do it so that's theft to me and they committed a crime by um 
falsely accusing someone of something that didn't actually happen. <laughs> it's like if you were to commit, if you, you it would be a crime if you were to, if you were to report to the police your car was stolen if your car was not actually stolen, right? That yep. if you called and said my car was stolen, and it wasn't, uh, and then you actually provided fake evidence to make it look like someone in particular stole your car. So now, now you're hindering an investigation. Well, now you 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 started by reporting a fake crime, and then you create fake probable cause, and then the yep. FBI issues a warrant to search the person's house for evidence about the crime that took place that you lied about. You see, but the difference is, in this case, it wouldn't be a, a person lying about their car being stolen. This is the FBI lying about an F a federal crime that was broken. The FBI actually fabricated a crime. And what's interesting in all of this is there's a direct link on this. Don't miss it. There's a direct link on this. Uh, to to the uh, to the Hillary Clinton campaign, there's a lot of connections between the Brookings Institute, which is the number one socialist anti-communist anti-American think tank in Washington. There's a link between them, all right, the president of Brookings Institute and the Clinton campaign, and the DNC, and the Steele dossier. So they're all linked together, and this was sold. Mm -hmm. With the FBI collaborators, okay, within the FBI. So James Comey and Andrew McKay and Peter Schrock, they create this package to sell to the FISA court. And again, I'm going to get into this. Igor, Igor Danchenko, he's also been indicted. He was Fiona Hill's former research assistant. So Fiona Hill, in addition to conjuring up the Ukrainian phone call, that's another one. She, she had that one up. <laughs> Okay, that's the perfect call. She was a White House staffer who connected Christopher Steele, uh, okay, to Igor Danchenko to allow the dossier to get to the FBI. So it's interesting. She makes the handshake between Steele and Igor Danchenko. Okay, so the FBI gets this dossier in some roundabout way. Fiona Hill connected Charlie Dolan, who's a, it was also connected to Charlie Dolan, Who's also a Clinton operative again indicting the can the can the Hillary Clinton campaign? So I mean, Fiona Hill lies to Congress. She claims she had no knowledge of how the dossier was created. What do you mean she had no knowledge of it? But you know these people they, they're experts in, in hiding their paper trail. They're absolute experts at it. The, but but you well Americans like us can see this triangle of indictments, the indictments yeah. on merchants of menace. For the phony Russian collusion hoax. So, again, there the indictment of Sussman, who represented the Clinton campaign. So that indicts the Clinton campaign, and because Clinton campaign was supported by the DNC law firm, okay, uh, he worked um, again the DNC law firm, and and again the Fusion GPS channeling tens of millions of dollars to create the and perpetuate this this lie. Okay, so Sussman took the hoax to Jaffe, from Jaffe, okay, to Jim Baker, the chief counsel for the FBI. And so he gives this hoax to, to Sussman, okay, who was the lawyer for the Clinton campaign. So, but but the but the big indictment, I thought, was the FBI's attorney, Kevin Kleinsmith, because he was in, his indictment was the FBI being indicted itself. So 
Jim Jordan's referencing the fact that the FBI was indicted when their attorney was indicted for creating the phony dossier, the phony, you know, the, the phony probable cause. Right. He, was, he lied to the federal court with the phony story to get the FISA warrants he needed to go after Carter Page. I mean, I'm just blown away that there's no media outrage over that. I can't believe that there, there isn't 24-7 wall-to-wall coverage on this for the next two weeks. Yeah, absolutely. That's away. what I said. That's why I'm so confused. I don't understand what's going on. Intellectually, obviously, I understand what's happening. But in my heart and in my soul, I don't get how people are so blatantly blind to all of the hypocrisy and all of the ridiculousness, that's really the only word I can say about it, as to what's going on and how they're trying to take down our country. Like, how? I don't understand how people are so blind to it. I'm not that smart, and I can see it. I don't get it. I'm with you. I'm with you. You know, it, again, the Justice Department, the No Justice Department, uh, Attorney General Merrick Garland, who was a whisper away from the, uh, you know, the Supreme Court. Okay, he actually used counterterrorism tools to go after Paris. We all remember that. Okay, so there was a, whist- a whistleblower came out and said the FBI is utilizing counterterrorism tactics to investigate parents considered to be domestic terrorists for voicing concerns about education in the local schools. So they're going after parents at school board meetings. So. Yeah. These Democrats that were interviewed on the New York Times focus group that say that they're concerned about oh, Biden's mental faculties, the fact that the man is falling going up the stairs, okay? I mean, but they're saying, of course, I would never vote for a Republican. Are these same people, are they aware that this that these are the same folks, that the people they're claiming they're going to support are the same people who are calling parents domestic terrorists? Are these, I mean, who are these people? Well, they don't, they don't see that. They don't hear that. They don't go look for, that's the problem. No one's going and looking for the information. They're just taking the easy way out. That's, they're, they're not even, they're not even looking. They're not investigating. They're not doing anything. They're just saying, oh, they'll never lie to us. What? Of course they'll lie to us. They've always lied to us. Clay. You're a father, right? Right. How many times have you told your children something that wasn't true so that you could either get something else done or get them to go to bed or be able to eat? Well, I would always give them hypotheticals. That's what I did. Exactly. Or maybes or we'll see. Uh Uh-uh. No, no. Why would I trust the government to tell me precisely everything that's going on all the time? No. I'm, well, no. Well, the, the allegations, and they, again, they're alarming allegations, because when you listen to the FBI adding threat tags to parents, this is what Garland did last October. And people, I mean, you got to remember that. I mean, the same FBI that spied on Trump's campaign that abused the FISA process, as we just described a few minutes ago, okay, are now targeting parents. This is what's an amazing thing to me. And I don't want our listeners to miss that. That's why we're reporting it today. Now, this is a little old news from from a while ago. But what's interesting is this seems to be glossed over by the fake news and the fake experts. who These same people who denounced law enforcement are now the biggest supporters of the crooked FBI here 
I mean, this is what's amazing. Okay. Again, nobody questioned the January, the, the Capitol building, how it was not secure on January 6th. I mean, who even questioned that? I remember when I was, I went, I was working on January 6th. I remember I went to work and, you know, I, I was just working the next day on the 7th. I got a phone call from a congressional staffer from one of our local congressmen, U.S. congressmen. And the staffer told me what happened. And, and the first thing out of my mouth was, how did that happen? And she said to me, she goes, well, what do you mean? You, you don't believe it? And I says, I'm wondering how it happened. I said, how did five or six or 800 unarmed civilians get past the Capitol security? How did that happen? Where was right. I mean, is it news to anyone that a half a million or a million people were there? I mean, everyone knew there were going to be giant amounts of people there. And yeah. even Trump offered up the National Guard, and, and Nancy Pelosi said, no, we have the Capitol Police. And then she turned around and gave half of the day off. Or yeah. part of them. I mean, what's what's really interesting is that these people, and none of them would testify, but there's a lot of people with information that never got out because they're terrified to talk about it. But I mean, yeah. what happened was, was a farce. It was a giant setup. Just like the just like the giant, it was a giant setup for Russia for the Russian collusion hoax. Okay, just like now they're trying to create a Russia a giant setup on parents. You know what? This is what people don't understand. What is speech before it becomes speech? It's thought. Thought yeah. in our head always goes to speech, and then speech is spoken. When you have the right to free speech being infringed upon. Because the FBI is issuing and adding threat tags to parents, okay, who show up to school board meetings going after the school's curriculum and indoctrinating their children, okay, calling them, calling these parents domestic terrorists. When they're scaring parents like that, they're not threatening them with speech. They're actually going as far, believe it or not, attacking their thoughts, so now we see from 1984, we talked a little bit about the Ministry of, of, of Truth coming out, or lack of truth, the anti-truth ministry out of the Biden administration with Nina Jankowitz. Now you're going into this, okay, with, with actually concocting a sort of thought police. I mean, they're literally, when they're trying to silence truth, they're trying to take thought and make it illegal, Catherine. I mean, this is what's happening. This is exactly what's happening. <clears throat> this is what happened in Nazi Germany, too. This is how he was able to get a stronghold. Was because he he tried to reason with everybody exactly like what the, the liberals and the Democrats are doing to us today. Oh, I'll 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 make it better for you. I'll 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 take care of your loans for your school. I'll make sure everyone gets a vacation. I'll do this, I'll do that. That's what he did. That's how we got everyone on his side, is exactly what they're doing now. So unless we decide to stand up and start paying attention and not allowing it to happen, we're going to be living in a Nazi Germany world. Well, you know, what's interesting is I saw I saw some history. Uh, I saw a history commentary uh, commentary on, on Mussolini, Benito Mussolini. Mussolini was a socialist. OK, in the in the 19 well, during the World War, before World War One, he was a socialist. And he went off and he served in World War I. He got back from World War I. He wrote, he actually started up a socialist newspaper. He actually became the head of a socialist newspaper. So socialism in Europe was a real thing. 
in the 20s. While we were going through the roaring 20s, Europe was going through some some socialism movements. And in the 30s, they went through a massive depression like the entire world did. And Mussolini grabbed hold of power. And what he did was he actually, when he got elected to, uh, to prime minister, what he did was he declared, he thus dare, declareth, if you will, pro proclamated, okay, that the people that would control the Italian parliament, the parties that would do that, would be the parties that got at least 25% of the vote. In other words, if you only got 24% or 20% or 8%, you had no representation at all in the government. Because what happens in these in these parliamentary uh, countries, so you have this in parliamentary countries, is you don't have third-party candidates. You have like eight-party candidates. You have like eight or ten parties represented. And so the majority party that has... Oh, my control, I don't know, 35% or 40. If you control 40% of parliament in any of these countries, it's a big deal. Okay? Yeah. Controlling 65 or 70%. That's impossible. Because there's so many political factions in these countries. So Mussolini saw that. And to take power, he decided, okay, we're only going to have two parties here. And the party that's going to control two-thirds is going to be the party that gets the most votes, period. Whether, whether you get... You know, whether, you know, you get 28% or whatever, you get 28% and the other party gets 26%. And then everybody else gets under 25%. Well, everybody else doesn't matter. And so the only two parties that control parliament are the two that got over 25%, even though that combined they got less than 50%, but they're going to control all of parliament. That was a hostile takeover of a, of a westernized, civilized country. So Mussolini took it over. These are all socialists. All socialism, all democracy goes to socialism. All socialism ends up in some sort of a dictatorship, if you will. Uh, despotism, if you will. And I think what's interesting is, you know, when you look at this country right now and what's going on, they're actually, the movie 1984, they're trying to control the thoughts of people. They say, well, they're trying to limit, right? They're trying to restrict your free speech. Well, it's even worse than that. If that's, if there is something, such a thing, they're trying yeah. to control your thoughts because thoughts go to speech. They want to affect the way you think. So if they're controlling your speech, you're going to make it illegal to, or call you a hate monger for, for calling truth out there. Truth. You're now becoming a hate monger or some sort of a bigot or some sort of a sexist or something. Okay. So you're a hate monger. Oh, my hate monger. Okay. Interesting. It is okay. interesting. But, I mean, that's what they're doing. They they, 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 they try to, to scare you into not even thinking those things. The thought police is not there to arrest you for thoughts. They're there to prevent you from getting thoughts. To keep <laughs> the thoughts out of your head to begin with. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, well, they don't want parents in school board meetings revealing what their opinion is because they're trying to stir up the thoughts going in all these other parents' heads. See? Listen. The, the 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 whole the whole thing. I I grew up in the military. I lived in Germany. I visited a concentration camp. It was the only time I saw my stepfather cry because his mother was in one. People need to understand that that was true. That was real. That's actually happened. And the way it happened is exactly how it's happening now. And that scares me because we're going to just continue to ignore it. And I've been there. I've seen it, Clay. It's scary. You don't want to go there. 
No. It's not something anyone ever wants to actually see. You know? It's an amazing and thing. It was scary. It was horrific. It, 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 I was, you know, I was like 13 years old. I didn't really kind of understood what was happening. But you don't really understand until you learn about it and until you get older and you see what's actually going on. I had a history teacher that taught me World War II history three miles from the foxhole he sat in during World War II. So I think I have a pretty good grasp as to what happened over there, and I don't want that happening here. And it is. Well, they start off by banning your thoughts. Yeah. They ban your speech. Then they ban yeah. the books. Then they burn the books. Then they burn the humans. Right. But what they do while they're doing all of that is they give all these people little incentives like they're doing now, to keep them going. Because if you just take and take and take, people are going to start noticing that a lot quicker. So they take and then they pretend, operative word, pretend to give something. And then they take and then they pretend. And eventually it's all going to be gone. All of those amendments are going to be gone. All of our rights are going to be gone. Well. And that's why they had us wear the mask. To find out how far we would go. And what do you think they learned from that whole thing with the masks? Unfortunately, I think they learned that we're a little bit more compliant than what I would like. And we're a little bit more naive and foolish than what I would like. That's what I think they figured out. And I also think that the mask thing, because I don't know if you have an iPhone or not, but if you have a new iPhone, it'll ask you, if you want to set up your face ID with a mask on as well. Not just your regular face anymore, now with a mask on. Really? Yep, yep. I think it's because they're trying to figure out a way to be able to recognize us with masks on. And I told my phone, no, absolutely not, I won't do that. But I think that's why they're doing it. I don't think it's just, oh, convenient. No, I think it's nefarious. Absolutely nefarious. Well, I, I, I do agree with you. I, I think that the masks are a way that they can start training the society that we live in to rat out their neighbors. In other words, when you look at the Red Guard uh, that was used in, in, in China, if you will, to, yeah. to, to the Red Guard that was put together to, uh, uh, to go after, uh, they were the army of purifiers who went around the country putting dust caps on people who didn't take the chance, who didn't, who didn't take the, 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 the chance of changing their, and, you know, they, they basically took the stance of being against changing the, to the, the old ways and new ways. They put dust caps on you. They weren't thinking right, they weren't acting right, and they were called out by the Red Guard. And these people were imprisoned, about 30 million of them killed. I mean, what, these communist countries, they live on, on this division. You know, if you take a jar full of ants, Red ants or black ants. You think that they'd be natural enemies. Put them in a jar. Just put them in a jar. And they coexist very well. Yeah. Shake that jar up really, really effectively. Shake it. Just shake it violently. And then look at the ants in the jar and you can see them killing each other. Yeah. What you're seeing in society today is something similar to that. Okay, you've yeah. got people that are shaking society up and, and just violently going after society to, you know, shaking us up and, and watching us go after each other for no reason at all. And it's just an amazing thing to me. 
But the best combat of all of this is, you know, and you look at it, and this is the middle class is, is, is a really good, effective way to combat these societies because where people are living a comfortable life or a reasonably comfortable life, they're not interested in this stuff. So, but look, we have to leave it there. Thanks to all of our listeners for being with us today. Thanks for taking the time to be with us on this beautiful Saturday afternoon right here on AM Radio 1180 WFYL here in Southeast Pennsylvania, Delaware Valley. Folks, for, for Catherine Cock, I'm Clay Bree. See you next week on The Watch. Goodbye for now.